1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic sweep Aberdeen aside to stay top on goal difference Rangers edged out Motherwell at Ibrooks to keep the pressure on And speaking of pressure, it was another winless weekend for the big Edinburgh sides I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans The clocks went back, the old firm went forward Their next three games for Celtic are all at home Rangers next three are away But does geography matter anymore when you're red hot and laying waste to the opposition? 10 games played Same 25 points gathered for the pair of them St Mirren and Ross County Can't be looking forward to Wednesday night And they're meeting with the dynamic duo Yep, another pulsating weekend Gordon, plenty of twists and turns The old firm are tied at the top Have to say a big well done to Tommy Wright and St Johnson Getting them big three points for the first time of the season So plenty to just discuss tonight And the number you need to do so is 01419511025 If you would rather tweets you can find us at Clyde SSB So don't hang about, get your calls in nice and early Plenty of talking points from the weekend 01419511025 But it is Monday night Hugh Keynes And that means we put you two on the spot with your result of the weekend please Result of the weekend is a joint award from me Penny Cook versus Stenhouse Muir 3-0 for the East of Scotland side Broxburn Athletic versus Cowden Beef 3-0 for the East of Scotland side In the Scottish Cup They're both into the next round At the expense of two teams From the top five in our Division 2 Good for them Shame On Stenhouse Muir and Cowden Beef <laughs> Okay An East of Scotland package for you I don't mind that Alex Ray Your result of the weekend Yep As just said there Now Gordon St Johnson They've uh, managed to bring Four teams back in With the first win Of the season So a lot of them Will be looking over their shoulders now Your goal of the weekend Mr Keevens I know you've been scouring oh. The highlights All the divisions All the clubs Trying to come up with Your goal of the weekend But I have to go high profile It is James Forrest And the goal he scored For Celtic at Pataudry It was intricate It was delicate It was murder Polis for the Aberdeen defence Right I'm going for uh, Mikael Miller the, the ball From the left back Over the top The touch The composure and the sublime finish, Gordon. I thought it was an excellent goal for a young player. Hamilton Ackies, yes. And finally, your howler of the weekend. A reminder of the criteria. This can be a sitter. It can be a goalkeeping error. It could be a refereeing blunder. A managerial miscalculation. Whatever you want, your howler of the weekend. I am taking the award for excessive howling away from Chris Doidge at Hibs. And I am giving it to the entire Aberdeen team For their first half Performance against Celtic They were howling And they were honking Okay Alex Howling and honking <laughs> Howler of the weekend Yeah for me it was Aberdeen uh, I watched the game And I felt as if It was as poor A performance I've seen For a long long time From an Aberdeen uh, You know normally When you got there You get a lot of tackles A lot of aggression It was tepid 01419511025 What's on your mind After another dramatic weekend Of Scottish football We are on Twitter At Clyde SSB As well uh, Let's work our way back Hugh Keevans mm. Celtic kicked off first and, and we reacted to them 
At quite some length in yesterday's show So let's start tonight with the game At Ibrox Rangers fans Motherwell fans The perfect time for you to phone is now 0141 951 1025 Stephen Gerrard says they got away with one By getting all three points against Motherwell He thought Stephen Robinson's side were outstanding But says it was important they improved in the second half And managed to get the win Well we certainly were not at our best That's for sure It's been a crazy week really I think obviously on, on Thursday night We probably put in our best performance as a group I'd say Collectively, and we hit a level that I was very proud of, and praised the players because they were sec- exceptional across the board. Today we weren't at our best. Um, I think we've done ever so well to find a way out to win. But I must pay credit and respect to Motherwell. I thought they were outstanding. A lot of pace up front, a lot of direct running. Players who do the basics very well, second balls, um, a lot of hard running, and I thought Motherwell were very good. I think outside the Celtic, they're the best team that have come here. I think winning ugly is probably the best way to describe it. We we hundred percent win at our best. First half we were. I was disappointed with us. Fantastic goal from Jermaine again. I thought he'd done really well today. It's a great finish. Typical default. Looking for to smell a chance out. The penalty miss was big again. But first half, we, we weren't at it. Um, there was a big improvement. I thought second half, big improvement. Um, but over the course of the game we, we weren't at our best That's for sure So yeah winning ugly is definitely the case today We've got away with one Winning ugly and we got away with one Says Stephen Gerrard But Rangers fans how does that compare or differ to your opinion on the game yesterday? 01419511025 Well Rangers did win ugly Celtic did win pretty uh, It comes to the same thing Three points uh, It's not always about quality Sometimes it's about getting the job done uh, and there will be weekends when the roles will be reversed And Celtic will win ugly and Rangers will win pretty uh, They're both on 25 points Rangers put up a performance that wasn't by their own standards at the top level It's a nice compliment to Stephen Robinson as well To say that Motherwell were the best side apart from Celtic To play the Ibrox this season Doesn't get many points though Let's hear from you right now on the phones Rangers fans, Motherwell fans This is the ideal time to get in touch So give us a call Stephen Gerrard's urging you Rangers fans What do you make of this? He's urging you to get behind James Tavernier To help him through a tough spell Uh, It was a penalty miss yesterday His fifth in the calendar year His fifth in 2019 I should say Uh, Gerrard saying he will think about taking him off the spot kicks I'll consider it I'll I'll consider it I don't think I have to make that decision Right now um, But it's certainly be sitting on my mind um, In the next 24-48 hours I don't think you can doubt James's character I think he, he knows In the last couple of weeks He's in the firing line I'd like the crowd to help him more Sometimes when it's tough And you, you're not at your best You need your crowd to be with you Rather than against you So I plea for the crowd To stay with him Because he'll play through it And he can change games Like he did for us today I mean it's an excellent delivery For Phil's goal It's a fantastic header But James needs his people now You know there was a few groans And a few a few moans and stuff And it doesn't it doesn't help I understand it I totally get it You know I'm, I was just as, as frustrated as them On the side With, with more than More than enough today But when you're a player sometimes and you're in the firing line and you know not everything's going for you, you need your people with you and you need your teammates with you. It's important, especially where we are, because yes, we haven't hit the level today, but we're in a good place in the Europa League. Uh, we've got a semi-final at the weekend and we're joint top of the league besides goal difference, so we, we, we need the fans with us. Not every player can stay at the top of the game for 60 games. It doesn't happen. Players are going to have dips, big players, but when you feel them on your back even more, it's very difficult to play through it and find your form as quick as you can. So we need the public with us. We need our punters with us. They're always with us in terms of the big picture, getting behind the team, of course they are, but groaning when someone over it's a cross or blah, 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 it doesn't help. 
Two simple questions then For you Rangers fans Do you need to do more To back James Tavernier Because your manager says you do Do you agree And should he be taking off penalties 01419511025 Give us your answers To those questions Right now on the phones Hugh Keevans As I understand it In the calendar year uh, James Tavernier has taken 13 penalties And missed 5 of them So if he does have this Running problem with the Rangers supporters Or a, a small section of the Rangers supporters Then do him a favour and take away that dimension Take away the penalty kick dimension And give it to somebody else And let him get on with his game Yeah I said that uh, in commentary yesterday Hugh I think it's an opportunity for Stephen Gerrard Just to Relieve that added pressure um, And you're absolutely right Because he is going through a tough time uh, His level has dropped uh, And I think that's the reason why Steven Gerrard is saying to the fans Stick with him Because when you look at his contribution yesterday uh, They were one down He wins the penalty to try and get them back in He then misses the penalty He could quite easily win into his shell And uh, you know He delivered the ball Ultimately got the winning goal uh, so for me, you know, he's saying I'm not going. To, I don't get the impression he's going to drop him anytime soon, unless no, you know. No. Obviously, in the next couple of weeks, if form continues to drop, do you think he'll come off penalties now? I think there's a, a good chance of that going, and I think it's, it makes sense just to take the pressure away from him because if he misses another penalty, sometimes you have to work your way back up to the the form that you were shown in the last couple mm-hmm. of years, and and I think that would ease the pressure on James Tavernier and allow him just to focus on his all-round game. Right, let's get stuck in then. Two ways for you to get in touch. The first one is on Twitter, at Clyde SSB, but of course the main way on the phones, 0141 951 1025. We've got some calls coming in already. Let's speak to Scott, I think, who's going to be first up. Uh, Scott's a Rangers fan from Postle Park. What did you make of yesterday, Scott? Oh, um, well, yesterday I'm happy with the result, obviously, because I think last season we would have either drawn that game uh, or lost it, definitely. And um, I can't, since, since I heard Gerard yesterday, I understand what you're saying about the fans getting behind him, but I think he should relieve him with a bit more pressure and, and take him off the penalties to build his confidence back up a bit. I don't think he should strip him with the captain saying everything, you know. Do you think the so fans are, are the fans being too hard on him in, in the stadium on a match day, Scott? Do you think that's a, is that is that a fair comment from well, Stephen Gerrard? Yeah, it's kind of a but I can I can I can I, don't, I can understand where everybody pays their money. We all pay our money, so we're entitled to. But if you're you're putting them down, Mary, he's going to he's more he's more chance in London and again or something, you know. And it's important games he's costing his goals in, but. I think we should leave him a bit of pressure and also I do. It's an interesting one, Hugh and Alex. I mean, Hugh, because you've you've watched many of these scenarios unfold and Alex, you you've played in them. Scott's right, fans pay their money and you yeah, know, yeah, as yeah. long as they don't go over the top, they're allowed to voice yeah. their displeasure. Um at the same time, it can be detrimental to a player's performance. But then again, to bring it back to the other side, is that not part of the challenge of playing with a club like Rangers? Precisely. So, so what, what, who's right, who's wrong? Well, the, 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 no one's wrong. Uh, fans aren't wrong to voice their displeasure because football's a costly business and uh, they turn up in their tens of thousands the Rangers supporters and have done when they were in the bottom tier of Scottish football all the way back up to the top tier so I'm always reluctant to have a manager say don't do this or don't do that they paid to get in as you say so long as it's not obscene uh, so long as it's not a cause for concern you're entitled to voice your displeasure. Mm. Having said that, Tavernier at the moment, I don't think, needs the additional pressure of the penalty kicks. 
You've got Defoe You've got Morelos And I'm quite sure Barisic could take a penalty kick You've got plenty of alternative choices And let Tavernier get through this particular I, spell I think I think when you play for most clubs Gordon Even if you go back to my early days with Falkirk The three or four thousand there You hear the groans When you have a misplaced pass That is part of football Obviously as you're moving along no, James Tavernier's not a young kid you know, I think he's 27, 28 So he's, he's established and mature So he will be uh, Had that throughout his career So he has to deal with it He has to learn from it And I just think Stephen Gerrard's saying Listen, get behind the mm. kid Because it'll, it'll help him in the long run And it'll probably help him get to that level That he had when he was actually firing yeah, um, Scott. What about the, the overall feeling of the game yesterday? Stephen Gerrard says winning ugly. Um, you you taking that at, that at this moment in the season? You're not too concerned about the performance. I take that all day, so I would definitely. I, I went in ugly, man. It was, or it was uh, nervous or shredded yesterday. I thought I really thought it was going to be another one of the point, uh, a point. To be honest, but I think that's a really good shout for you. Uh, Barisic taking the penalties because he's what a left foot he's got on him. That boy, he's, he's passing brilliant. His free kicks are brilliant. So I dare say, if they're twelve yards, they bury it. You know. Yeah, and he's also full of confidence at the moment. Yeah. Uh, so I love this that Hugh Evans has maybe just chosen Rangers' yeah. next penalty yeah, taker. I'll phone Stevie's when listening. Program. When the yeah. program's over, I'll call Stevie <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll discuss the matter then. Alex, what did you make of the, the sum up the game yesterday? The performance, Rangers yeah. part in it, Mother was part in it. Yeah, I, I thought in the first half they were really poor. Uh, I think that was due. I said it throughout the game, Gordon, when I came to me at half time, and then afterwards I thought Mother will. I was because we said before the game. Uh, question how our team plays Our tactics And I thought he got it spot on I thought the way that he pressed You know I thought Long And Defante Cole up front The midfield three of Paul Worth Donnelly And Campbell Pressed the life out of them And what he did was He put Carroll and Grimshaw f- Further up uh, So they really pressed Rangers high And it, it worked brilliantly And uh, and then when they got the ball They had an out ball Because as I said before the game I felt as if You know you would have Tavernier and Barisic Bombing forward Which would allow Cole and Long to run And I thought tactically It worked very well for them And Rangers really struggled I think the turning point for me Was the goal before half time Because that really Gives the whole complexion Totally different They don't get booed off the pitch At half time With the displeasure Of what they've been seeing And then You know Coming out in the second half I always felt it was mostly Going to be mm. Rangers it, it, Because of Motherwell The way they set up Looking for the counter attack uh, and, and they just dug in Gordon It was one of the games That they dug in And, and for me It shows character and listen, I like I said, I like a lot of what Stephen Gerrard says. For me, it's not going away one. I think it's grinding out a result, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I think they're going to have to do that more. So you can't play the way you play in Porto all, all the, the time. time. Yeah. You've got to win ugly. There were a few contentious moments. We had Rangers fans on the phone last night wanting a penalty for a handball. I think well, there were a couple of shouts, but the main one would probably be on Peter Hartley when yeah. he hand out yeah. stretched. And Stephen Robinson felt a bit aggrieved uh, in the lead up to the goal, yeah, which obviously Donnelly. was so crucial. He felt that. Defoe clipped Donnelly's heels accidentally, of course, yeah. but nevertheless uh, a foul in the build-up. Did we had a bit of a look of it in the in the yeah. office? What do you think? Yeah, I, I I was looking at the sports scene last night, and it was inconclusive. You showed me a a, a bit of footage which was a lot more clearer. Uh, Defoe has clearly caught him as he's running. Did they both run across each other? He's caught him, and he's got away now. I think nine times out of ten, there's a free kick given for that. But, you know, there's still a long way to go in terms of that next phase where there's a cutback, you know, the shot, you know, the keeper doesn't do too well. But there could have been a foul, Gordon. Mm. I, I think that's fair comment. Well, let's squeeze in another one before we get to some travel. Joe is in Cumbernauld. What did you make of it, Joe? Hi, gents. Um, so, so, well, first of all, I'll, I'll 
I agree with you on the, the point I maybe believe Tavernier for the, the penalties I think if you look at the fact that he takes most corners certainly for one side he's on penalties he's a captain everything that goes with being the captain um, and he's the starting right back every single game um, Gerard did even say yesterday I think at some point that we're short on cover so there's not much option other than that so, so there's a lot of pressure and I'm not saying that, that someone shouldn't be able to handle it but if he's shown signs of maybe not being able to deal or give 100% at this moment in time then surely you're, you're going to lighten that load a wee bit it, it kind of makes sense from that, from that point of view um, to me and uh, the, the aspect of the crowd and he's talking about people getting getting on his back so I had a guy next to me yesterday um, at 85 minutes when a couple of people were shouting around about me kind of like calm it down let's get a structure let's play the ball easy pass keep it in possession and then, and then maybe just run the game out and he was sitting shouting we shouldn't be um, putting the ball in the corner against teams like this what sort of comments that Motherwell came and absolutely dogged us they, they ran as ragged for the majority of the game but surely you've got to give them the respect that they deserve after a performance like that I mean they came to Ibrox and, and done to us but we theoretically kind of done to Porto on Thursday well this is a kind of a, this is a kind of subdivision of the argument here you know I, I've said that I don't believe that a manager can necessarily tell people who've paid to get in what they've to shout what they've not to shout having said that if you shout something that is different to the bloke sitting next to you, that's part of it as well. Because if there are 50,000 people inside Ibrox, I guarantee you there'll be many, many different shades of opinion about everything. I think Joe, Joe was just trying to get to the, the point, Alex, that different team, teams will, you know, Mother were trying to manage the game in, in their way. And then at the end, the Rangers get back in front. They're trying to manage it as well. It's just all part of trying to. To get yeah. yourself three points at the end of the day. Gordon and uh, five minutes were up for injury time. At that stage, they were throwing caution to the wind. They were, they were being like cavalier, uh, Motherwell. I don't have an issue with people running into the corner, seeing out the game, and, and saying this is Rangers or this is Celtic. For me, it's about managing the game out. Just see it out because at the end of the day, if they throw one into the box and they go up the pitch, and I'll give you an example of that. A few weeks ago against Young Boys, they're sitting in one one Hugh. Yeah. They try and chase it. What I think most people would have went a point over there is mm-hmm. not bad, uh-huh. and then it ultimately costs them. So you know, they, and they get battered for that and uh, the disappointment in that. So for me, it's about managing the game, out, particularly when you're winning. Joe and Cumbernauld, thank you very much for the call. Keep them coming. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Celtic were rampant in Aberdeen yesterday lunchtime, and we're going to hear from Neil Lennon after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are here. We're looking back on a busy weekend across Scottish football. Aberdeen fans, Celtic fans, this is the ideal time for you to get in touch on 01419511025. Uh, we are on Twitter at Clyde SSB. A couple of comments um, relating to the discussion before the break about the game at Ibrooks. John. Is on. He says Motherwell did the manager proud Gave a shift for him Rangers have learned how to grind out results That's a must for any team Harbouring title dreams Last year We'd have lost that one And Craig Logan says I've watched many Rangers players Go into hiding But Tavernier can't be accused of that He isn't playing well But I struggle to criticise players Who keep going And Tav's ball wins the game 01419511025 in the phones Let's turn our attentions to the game at Pataudry Where Neil Lennon says Celtic were red hot uh, he says it topped off a brilliant week and was delighted with the quality of the goals they scored. Outstanding football, outstanding control of the game against a very good side. 
and we were magnificent. You know, to come in at 4 0, you can't ask any more really. I thought we could have had a few more second half, but we could control of the game. So the mentality of the team was, was brilliant today, and their, their fitness levels was shining through. But the overall riding emotion is one of immense pride in that performance, and the players should take an enormous amount of pride in that as well. I love the Forest goal. Mind you, Edwards was a bit special and all. Special goal from a special player, individual brilliance. But the you know the third and fourth goals the way we've and to be fair even Jeremy's goal the way we've worked it and the combination plays around the box against the team here difficult to break down was sensational. We were red hot today, absolutely red hot. It's been a brilliant week. You know, it's ten goals in the league and a fantastic win against Lazio. Mentally and physically, it was could have been draining for them. So they've recovered brilliantly and then gone out and played some outstanding collective team football. Yeah, hard to argue with that The first 45 minutes provided a passage of play I think unsurpassed uh, During the course of this season so far uh, They swept Aberdeen away uh, Every superlative that Neil Lennon has used Was justified, magnificent, sensational, brilliant Red hot, immense pride uh, It was all of that for Celtic The second half, the intensity level dropped but those first 45 minutes were enough to almost empty Pataudry of Aberdeen supporters and delight mm. the 1,300 travelling fans. Yeah, because Aberdeen are a, one of our big clubs, Alex, yeah. they, they are coming under a lot of criticism for their part. But that does not that does not take anything away from just how good Celtic were and how yeah. dominant they were and, and the, the, some of the attacking play early on. I think when you look at the way Celtic played on the day, Gordon, the, the passing, the movement, the rotation... They absolutely overwhelmed Aberdeen. Um, I totally agree with Neil Lennon in terms of oh, outstanding, uh, the quality of goals. Young Frimpong coming into the mix as well is another added bonus for Neil. Um, the one thing I disagree with him against, he says, against a very good Aberdeen team. I think this team is on the wane. I, 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 I take him on board that Aberdeen have several key players who are injured. But you've got McKenna back into the fold. And when I was watching... The way they capitulated, which is not something you would uh, associate with Derek's teams over the mm. years. They usually get stuck in. So I don't think it was a, a, a very good Aberdeen team. And you see that with the, their recent form, three wins in the last 13. That doesn't suggest to me it's a strong Aberdeen team. Uh, Hugh, but it caps off a very impressive week from Celtic's perspective. Yeah, yeah. You just can't really argue with those numbers. They win all three games against... Different opposition at different venues, scoring numerous goals, different goal scorers, the nature of the play. Um, it's, it's easy to see why Neil Lennon's so happy. And that's why Jim Goodwin must be looking at Wednesday night and thinking, oh, oh, uh, because St Mirren are joint second bottom of the table. Uh, they're going to Celtic Park at a time when Celtic have recovered from what happened to them at Easter Road and at Livingston. They have come back in a major way. Uh, and they are awesome and intimidating Archie's a Celtic fan on the line How good were Celtic yesterday Archie? Oh they were fantastic And I disagree with Gavin Wee there Aberdeen isn't a bad team Because they beat my little uh, Archie before you go in, Who's Gavin? <laughs> oh sorry, sorry <laughs> <laughs> Mr Ray anyway Ah you're on him Archie yeah. well, I'm just saying Aberdeen beat my level, So they can't be that bad can they? But what I will say It's the way Celtic play The speed is fantastic And the accurate passing And the way they See when they play it like that No team will beat them in Scotland No team at all can beat Celtic In Scotland When they play like that And that's a fact Nobody can argue with that. But they can't play like that every game of the season, unfortunately. They will have their ups and downs. But just remember, Celtic fans, when we have the ups and downs, just remember how we can play. We're only human beings, and we can't play like that every week. 
But I just like to see the wee boys well. Frimprong, he's fantastic. I, I watched him. I was at the Celtic Party first League Cup game, and he was he was the man of the match in that game. In that game if, against Partick Thistle, if he's, Celtic, he's, he's a fantastic wee player. If Celtic had not been at their scintillating best yesterday, they would have been cut a lot of slack because they played Lazio. Finished at 10 o'clock on Thursday night And at 12.15 on Sunday afternoon They're expected to peak once again And they did That's the whole key to the matter They did They were as good as they had been against Ross County While scoring six times As good as they had been latterly against Lazio Scoring twice And they came back with a first half passage of play That I repeat is unsurpassed by anyone this season in a domestic game And answered questions Alex about the away form Because there has been a bit of criticism Following the games at Easter Road and at Livingston I mean it couldn't have been any more different yesterday Yeah it was chalk and cheese uh, I think the way they, that list I think it's all about the way they started the game Gordon they, uh, they, As I said earlier on They overwhelmed their passing, their movement uh, You know Rogic was back in I think when you look at the young boy Frimpong It's breath of fresh air You know he plays with a smile on his face Brings unbelievable pace And dynamic up that right hand side So I think there's a lot of positives You know and, and the interesting thing is Christie's back as well So you know you think You're talking about Jim Goodwin Submitting going there on Wednesday So the quality they have And the depth that they have Gordon You know Teams will be fearful of Celtic Particularly on that form Archie you hang on the line Because you brought it up Neil Lennon says It will be difficult To keep Jeremy Frimpong Out of the starting lineup After his recent performances He says there were plenty Of individual displays Amongst a great team effort uh, He's a good player You know we, we see him as an emerging talent And um, You know He's probably made that progression A little bit quicker Than we expected Difficult to keep him out of the team At the minute With the way he's playing And um, Not just his enthusiasm And energy It's his quality as well And his defensive capabilities Are all in evidence again today So he's followed up A, a great performance last week With another tremendous performance today There's so many good individual performances You know Ayer I thought Rodjick The longer the game went on Was just brilliant to watch and then you've got a front four who can hurt any teams really so it's a great place we're in at the minute we're not getting carried away we know we've got a, another big week coming up but um, that's the end of a fantastic week for the, the players in the club the two centre-halves excellent first half Julian came off there's a virus going around the place as you well know and uh, he's just well, I took him off as a precaution really so we're hoping he'll be okay for Wednesday but you know Beton comes in exemplary in his performance as well so yeah I mean it's the sum of all parts today how do you pick a right back Archie Because El Hamed is impressing Most of the fans that phone in the show I don't think he's done much wrong But Frimpong's becoming a bit of a fan's favourite as well Is he not? Yeah El Hamed's a good player I like him as well myself He's quite strong But the wee boy He's still young this wee boy And he's got a big future ahead of him And he'll only get stronger And he's fast as well And he can't go for it And he can't score goals as well He's a good wee player I did like to say Alec I'm sorry Alec calling you Gavin That's an insult there Sorry Actually I've been called a lot worse Believe yeah. me So no, there's no offence to you You're alright now uh, What about Frimpong Alex what have you made? He seems quite um, Quite an Popular. infectious character Yeah absolutely And you know The desire to, that he shows Again yes Aberdeen do a lot wrong But for him to start the move And, and show yeah. the Athleticism to get in And the end of it Bundle it in um, A lot to be impressed about Yeah absolutely He, he looks to me uh, When you look at the way The players interact with him He looks to be a real Popular character The smile on his face When he scored the goal I th Listen you're coming in For your second Or third game I think in his career yeah, you, yeah. And then you score a goal And then you know His, his reaction to it The reaction from players Towards him 
Um, you know, and that they have an array of talent now because El Hamed is very difficult. He is powerful. He drives forward. He's got a lot of good qualities. Bowers, another one. Uh, so, uh, you know, the boy's going to have his, his work cut out to yeah. kind of make a sustained play because you look at the big games like Lazio, they go with El Hamed, but you never know going forward. He may well secure his place. But what you can see, Gordon, is that uh, recruitment is always an important part of any club's development. Now, whoever had the idea... Of bringing Jeremy Frimpong to Celtic Park uh, Should get a wee bonus in his pay packet Because it costs Celtic £350,000 Which is small change for Celtic uh, And he looks to have an immense future ahead of him But he's 18 years old He is the icing on the cake for the Celtic fans They love him to bits Even Scott Brown shoved him out to the front At the end of the game So that he could get a special cheer from the travelling fans However If you've been Absolutely honest There will be moments When He'll be defensively naive Therefore you'll need to Pick and choose the games He's ineligible for Europe He's not in the Europa League squad El Hamed For me Would still be The first choice Right back Okay What do you think 01419511025 We are at Clyde SSB um, on Twitter as well So if you want to tweet in You certainly can do We'd love to have it At Clyde SSB uh, We do have another caller On the line though So let's go straight to that one uh, Steve is a Celtic fan In Renfrew uh, Who is this? Who were the standouts For you yesterday Steve? Uh, I think it was the Simpong And um, You know Simpong basically He was a breath of fresh air Yeah I mean You you could go through them all yeah. As Neil Lennon yeah. did the way Ayer was able to set the tone By constantly stepping out Yeah uh, Scott Brown As usual Just very reliable The return of Rogic Was important You're now expecting these things From Eduard Because he's been so yep. um, Composed in front of goal all season So El, El Yunusi continues to uh, Get better So It was a wonderful afternoon For Celtic uh, They now have to carry it Into the game against St Mirren Because you can Say what you like About the difference The gap uh, between St Mirren and Celtic Celtic have to go and illustrate that On Wednesday night And hope That Ross County somehow Managed to get something from Rangers In Dingwall That's the name of the game There are no gimmies There's no day or night When you say Well the three points are in the bag Before the game starts uh, And Celtic on the form That t- defeated Aberdeen Should be good enough to beat St Mirren and fairly comprehensively. What else is on your mind tonight, Steve? Well, the Celtic fan always going to talk about Rangers. So, um, you're talking about Tavernier earlier on, mm-hmm. and taking the penalties away, giving a little bit of stress free life in Rangers. Just thinking about if you take the penalties away from him, where's he going to get his goals from? I mean, that's, well, that's the biggest aspect of his game. He scored, what, 19 penalties last mm-hmm. season? Out of 20 goals. So, you know, this, this is the best midfielder in Scotland, apparently, worth 10, 20, 30 million pounds. If you take away his goals What's he got? Mm. Uh, that's I a fair would, question I you, I'd, I'd imagine any Any penalty taker If you If you take them off Penalties are going to score less goals I, I'm sure Stephen Gerrard's thought about that Side of it I would have thought That Steve In the wake of Celtic's game At Pataudry A 45 minute passage of play Unsurpassed by any team this season Four terrific goals Ten goals in the league in two games The defeat of Lazio in between in the Europa League I would have thought that Steve would have had no, The no, ability no. to come on and shout from the rooftops about Celtic 
Steve can talk about his rivals if he wants What do you make of Steve's point? Well listen if he's off the penalties I can guarantee he will not score as many goals as he, It was actually 17 goals he got last year However what you can't take off him is The highest assist rate last year uh, In the league He was the number one assist player So uh, as much as you can You can't take the goals as, and, and as you've seen of late It's not just a case of taking them Because he's obviously missed a couple and he's taking a bit of pressure from it So there is pressure in taking penalties And you still have to mm. score them uh, Is it Do these things start to seep into players Because there was there were no there was a time When there were no question marks Over James Tavernier from the spot yeah. It just wasn't wasn't an issue um, But latterly In 2019 As Hugh I think mentioned earlier on Scored 8 Missed 5 So does it Do you Find that with players That their confidence from the spot Starts to the road a little bit as time goes on or the well, more we miss them Gordon I took them throughout my career every, every single club I was a glory hunter Hugh so yeah. you know I used to I, that's just true I used what to was like, your success rate? Uh, no I used to do okay I used to do okay and uh, I remember at Crystal Palace one day I was up against uh, Nigel Marm uh, missed my first one and I thought listen there's an opportunity so I grabbed the ball again and, and managed to score so for me if it's in you and you want to chase goals and yeah. you want you feel confident enough to do it continue to I do think it. if you miss 5 out of 13 you're not brilliant at them But mm. the, Hugh That's only the last calendar year If you want to take that A bit further back You know If he scored 17 Prior to that Plus the ones that he's scored This year it might yeah, but, be, but judging recent form Would be a better way of doing it Wouldn't yeah, it Yeah but if you can Manipulate stats The way you want to do it no, Gordon, you know, because no but it's we'll not just look, We'll just do it In the last calendar year But the thing is If you take it over The last say 25 He might have might have scored uh, Sorry He might have missed 5 Yeah so but if you're Stephen Gerrard And you want to assess how Accurate is from the spot You're not going to look at Kicks from two and a half seasons ago You're going to look at What he does recently Surely that's That gives you a far better Representation of Where he's at Well how far do you go back Just a year then Or do you go back The, the two years where, where do you draw the line then Well you would surely but Surely It's like I think anything, If you, if if you, you miss if, a couple recently I think that's what you gain yeah, well, That's what for, we're talking about Yeah but who's going back a year No in 2019 Now the, the point I'm making is that For me Five missed out of 13 Is too high a failure mm-hmm. rate Somebody else should do it now Thank you Stephen Ren through We can take your calls After the travel with Amber So get them in 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you full compensation Is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray Here with me Gordon Duncan Looking back on All the big talking points From the weekend's action uh, Reagan tweeted as Hugh at Clyde SSB He says we knew last week was a massive week coming up for Celtic You couldn't have asked of any more Great win in Europe Finished off with a big win in Aberdeen I enjoy Frimpong I thought he was great Along with Scott Brown Who was brilliant Yeah, yeah. Th- to be fair to the captain um, He had one shaky moment Where he was dispossessed And thereafter uh, To use the word that Jim Duffy used in the programme Several times yesterday And I'm using it again Because it was the most appropriate word Scott Brown was imperious And uh, you know He remains uh, The go-to guy for Celtic You know I, I will repeat Ad nauseum Celtic have a terrible job on their hands Trying to find the new Scott Brown But while the old one's knocking around He's doing it well I also like to tweet I just noticed They are very unhappy with the show tonight Because none of you um, Gave your goal of the weekend To One of Celtic's goals even though you did, yes. Hugh Keevans. Yes, I think. I, but I'm it's sure sometimes it's, you don't you don't want to let the truth get in the way. Is, is James Forrest still at Celtic? <laughs> is he was the, just about to sign a new contract? Yeah. Well, I'm, I I may be wrong, <laughs> but I, I'm convinced. I said James Forrest. On that, look at this. This is how it works. You just you know we're all 
Thinking in the, the same wavelength here You bring up the new contract What, what about that? He was speaking today Talking yeah. about it getting closer I, I, he's, He could go down in history This guy uh, Because by my reckoning What is it? Eight championship medals Five Scottish Cup Four League Cup That's uh, 17 trophies with Celtic uh, And clearly Not done yet uh, So he could go down in history Yeah there was a time when he really used to divide the Celtic fans yeah. Alex he, Maybe sometimes still does Based on the odd call that we get But by and large How no. could you not be impressed with his Return over the last few seasons In terms of his level I would say the last three The bit years I think it's partly down to Brendan Rodgers as well He uh, Helped him Take his game to another level Due to the fact He was telling him to search for goals You look at um, Coming in off the line You know t- t- His goal returns remarkable For, for a winger and I think what's happening is because of Edward, when they're on the left-hand side, he then comes in as a second striker. And he's very composed. He can use his left and his right. And he's uh, he's usually prolific when he gets in that area. I but really wish I'd nominated him now for the goal of the weekend. <laughs> uh, the number you need to get in touch tonight, 01419511025. That was used by Simon and Clarkson to get in touch. What's your point tonight, Simon? Hi, how are you doing, guys? Good, um, thank you. It was kind of probably just two points that I, that I want to make regarding... Um, Tav, James um, the first being there's a point made that the Rangers fans were doing um, James Tavernier now he must have uh, put in maybe 20 assists last year scored how many goals and it was phenomenal for Rangers last year with assists and goals taking penalties big penalties so the, the thing of the Rangers fans were doing Tavernier I was at the game and there was probably maybe about at 55,000 people when the game was dead there's probably about 500 fans at most of them so it sounded as if the fans were booing them now ratio wise there's no way the Rangers fans were booing the Rangers captain there were maybe kind of maybe uneducated football fans at the game who actually booed James Tavernier but the educated Rangers fans would never boo the Rangers mm-hmm. captain and not just because he's a captain because he's been a phenomenal player for us I don't think it was it was booing as such Simon it was actually Stephen Gerrard that, that brought it up however many people it was it was clearly enough for the Rangers manager to ask the Rangers fans to get behind him a bit more I totally get that point but as in there was maybe so many guys who but ratio wise for the Rangers fans there was See, after no, the I, hand, don't, I don't think anyone's... I Rangers, Rangers fans were annoyed because, see, for a couple of minutes after, Rangers fans then started cheering every time he yeah. got in the ball as if that, that, that's that's not the case. We're not going to... Kind of, but the other point I was just going to make in Tav is there seems to be a kind of huge thing, even down in England, that you play so many games and you're rested. Now, James Tavernier was signed by Mark Warburton. Right, he's played through Warburton. Kashida and on the general and there's never anyone else that's played right back as and I'm not talking because Tavernier's been bad. I'm just talking about the boy needs a rest. And it's not not it's I know, you know, can you go down to England or um Klopp or whatever, people say, Oh, he needs can I cut the games out because he's tired. Just basic just basic stuff like that. But for some reason I don't know if he's like superhuman or whatever, but he doesn't seem to need a rest. Doesn't just take time out of the game for two or three games or, or one game or whatever. Some players are like that. Callum McGregor never misses a Celtic game. He plays every game, every competition, Europe, domestic and international football. 
Uh, if Tavernier does the same, then that's tribute to his fitness. Uh, if Steven Gerrard thought there was a problem with regard to Tavernier and playing too often and fatigue was setting in, Steven Gerrard would be the first mm. to spot it and the first to leave him out. But what Steven Gerrard is detecting is this ongoing rumbling, I repeat, by a small minority of the Rangers fans. And so he brought up the subject himself. The manager brought up the subject. Nobody asked him. And he has said to the Rangers supporters, I understand. I, I get it. Why you're doing it. I'm just asking you not to do it. Interesting what Simon says about, okay, you know, don't necessarily drop him, but he plays a lot of games. Maybe give him a rest. Can you imagine the reaction, reaction to that, yeah. Alex? Because it's so... Uh, you know, it's a debate that we have so often. It would be a huge story. There would be so much yeah. debate about. You know, you can call it a rest if you want, but it wouldn't be a rest. It, ultimately, it would come across as if he was being dropped. Yeah, of course. Yeah, um, I looked at his stats as well. You know, I think he, when you look at his games over the last couple of years, he does play a lot of games. Um, I, I've known him since he was a kid in Newcastle. Gordon, he came to MK Dons. Uh, uh, you know, as a loan deal. He's a very athletic boy So in terms of the rest I, I don't mm. think that's that In terms of The the kind of You know the A few people Moaning in the crowd That's across the board I, I hear other players Getting a bit of abuse as well now, Do you not think he was getting it worse? What, what, it, what makes pa- Stephen Gerrard mention it then? Yeah I think because Over the last couple of weeks Because of the missed penalty The couple of goals Gordon I think it's more prevalent Because of the, the reaction to him Having a few uh, games where he's actually cost goals And I think that's the reason why uh, You know Stephen Gerrard's saying Just get behind him Because he has pitched up With the, the assist again yesterday I keep going back Kamarnock away When they went 1-1 Livingston when they were 1-1 down He's the guy actually dragged them back into it So I think mm. Stephen Gerrard's entitled to say Let's get behind this guy Simon thanks for the call Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football Beat the pundit time Your chance to win a signed ball If you can get more questions right Than Hugh Keevans Or Alex Ray And just for getting through tonight We're giving you a prize Just for getting through uh, The chance for you and a pal To go along to Chris Boyd's Charity dinner Fantastic night in store At that one A pair of tickets Just for getting through On Beat the pundit If you want to play tonight 01419511025 The lines close at 7 Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The form team for compensation For more than 40 years TalkToThompsons.com Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard A very happy start to the show Hugh Rangers yeah. fans are happy Because they, they got the three points Even though they didn't perform at their best Celtic fans are obviously happy Because they battered Aberdeen I'm wondering if we can Bring the mood down a bit After Beat the Pundit When we discuss the likes of Derek McInnes Craig Levine And Paul Heckingbottom well, Amongst others that, uh, the Southampton players Who shamed the badge On Friday night Against Leicester Losing 9-0 have given their wages to the club's charity foundation. I'm not suggesting that the Aberdeen <laughs> players should uh, have a whip mm-hmm. round, but... Uh, well, they... you, you could do that every time you get a prediction wrong. Well, well, I'd, I'd be homeless. Penniless. Well, one four one nine five one one zero two five. Get in touch. We'll play Beat the Pundit first. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Yes, it is that time of the night when we give you the chance to come on Show that you've got the better football knowledge of Hugh Keevans or Alex Ray And you can win yourself a signed ball But just for getting through tonight, Paul in Crookston 
You're already a winner Paul We're giving you a pair of tickets uh, For you and a friend To attend Chris Boyd's Charity Sportsman's Dinner At the Crown Plaza Right here in Glasgow On Friday the 15th of November uh, It's an aid of Chris's Mental health charity As many of you will know Hosted by Jim White From Sky Sports uh, Darren Fletcher James McFadden And Chris Boyd Doing a Q&A So you're already a winner Paul Are you happy with that? Oh that's brilliant Gordon Yeah absolutely delighted with that Great Good man You and a pal can go along uh, And enjoy that one But um, you might even take your sign ball with you If you win it So I'm going to toss the coin Please don't uh, I'm going to toss the coin If it's heads You're up against Hugh Keevans And if it's tails It is Alex Ray And it's heads It's Hugh Keevans Against Paul from Crookston So I'm going to give Hugh Keevans Something else to listen to Possibly a bit of Clyde too And that way he can't hear you Paul So you've got 30 seconds You're head to head with Hugh You can pass Here's your chance to beat the pundit You ready? Ready as can be yep, Let's do it. it Who scored Rangers winner against Motherwell? Holanda Which junior team knocked out Cowden Beef From the Scottish Cup at the weekend? Pass How many different goal scorers Did Celtic have in the win against Aberdeen? Um, four In the 60s Which player was the first Six figure transfer Between two Scottish clubs? Um, pass Who's the current head coach Of Dundee United? Robbie Nielsen How many different Scottish clubs Has Kirk Broadfoot played for? Three Let's bring Mr Keevans oh, back I another one in there Gordon What do you think so? Oh I thought I could have Sneaked another oh, one in there Oh I don't know I think the time is up Let's see what Hugh Keevans Can come up with Can you hear us? I can Okay same set of questions to you Yes Okay oh, They pressed the right button though Hugh For the, oh, well. for the clock <sighs> Who scored Rangers winner Against Motherwell? Helander which junior team knocked out Cowden Beef from the Scottish Cup? Uh, Broxburgh. How many different goal scorers did Celtic have in their win against Aberdeen? Three. In the 60s, which player was the first six figure transfer between two Scottish clubs? Pass. Who's the current head coach of Dundee United? Uh, Robbie Nielsen. How many different Scottish clubs has Kirk Broadfoot played for? Three. What is the name of our Broth's home ground? Gayfield. What do you think of the competition, Paul? Don't bother. I've got Gayfield, and I'll tell you what, I think he's put me with one. And Gordon so? Gilbert has put me with one as well. Oh, well you've not lost to him before, have you? <laughs> the best accordionist in Fife, according to yesterday's show. Uh, well, let's find out. I thought it was a good battle back yes. and forward, I must say. Uh, who scored Rangers winner? Hollander. You both got it 1 0. Uh, which junior team knocked Cowden Beath out from the Scottish Cup? They play in the East of Scotland League, of course. Broxburn. Hugh got it right. So Hugh goes into a 2 1 lead, but. Paul equalised straight away Because Celtic had four Different goal scorers Against Aberdeen Uh, In the 60s If I give you a bit more time On this one Slim Jim In the 60s Which player was the first Six figure transfer Between two Scottish clubs Colin Steen Colin Steen Ah, I met him last night What what am I all about He couldn't get it When the pressure was on I'm afraid Um, Who is the current head coach Of Dundee United Robbie Nielsen You both got it Which means you are still Level You both knew That Kirk Broadfoot Had played for three Scottish clubs Name them uh, St Mirren, Rangers and Kilmarnock uh-huh. uh, Which means Paul Hugh got to the last question You didn't And I think you know What's happening next Gayfield Is the home of our both So Hugh Keevan's got a 5 And it was a 4 for you Paul I feel You were hard done by You met a man In better form Than he's usually in <laughs> oh, uh, No He beat me fair and square I mean Gordon Dale beat me 4-3 And again Pit oh, me at the post But uh, do you know what I've got the tickets For the Chris Boyd too, so Exactly You're a winner there. anyway yeah. And then a 4-3 And a 5-4 Third time lucky I think Next time Paul's on It's going to be his night I hope Maybe. so Well done Paul Yeah well done Paul Thanks for taking yeah. part uh, We're going to be doing that All week by the way So if you fancy uh, Coming on to play 
We would love to have you uh, We're going to have another chance For you to win The tickets to the Chris Boyd uh, Charity Sportsman's Dinner Friday uh, the 15th of November I have to say I met Colin last night At the Hampden Hall of Fame yes. Dinner Which was terrific Old pals I met there Joey Harper Paul Who was, indu- who was inducted last night? Uh, Harper well, Joey Harper John Robertson uh, uh, Paul Sturrock uh, Patsy Gallagher uh, Of uh, Long ago fame uh, Kevin Gallagher came up and spoke about him Very movingly uh, And also met a young lady who told me that her mother Frances Hamilton In the Milton Listens to this programme every night She asked me if I'd mention her mum I'm delighted to mention Frances Go on Frances, good to have you on board um, I'm surprised that when you were there at Hamden You didn't manage to get the old Nokia put in the, the museum uh... Because if you've been in the museum at Hamden It's got Relics from bygone eras of Scottish football uh, And I, th- I thought I think Nokia would, would look great in there Well I think I'll offer it to uh, the gentleman I know Who uh, who looks after the Hamden Museum And uh, I'll certainly put the idea to him Good idea Alright 0141 951 uh, I, I don't mean this in all seriousness It's a slightly tongue in cheek But I think let's, let's be a bit more negative in the sense that let's look at those who need things to turn around in yeah. their favour, Hugh. And there are plenty uh, of There are three yes. managers in particular that probably stick out at the moment. Tommy Wright managed to escape that group temporarily yeah. because he got a win at the weekend. Are you taking Edinburgh as a as a package? Does Derek McInnes come into that? I I, I think he does. Uh, I, I think um, Celtic and Rangers are flying, and that's to be expected. They've got lots of money, huge squads, tremendous talent there. Uh, but you look to Hearts, Hibs and Aberdeen for something different. You look for them to rise above mediocrity and to present a challenge. I don't think that Hearts and Hibs can be relishing playing Celtic and Rangers in the Betfred Cup semi-finals at the weekend. I think Aberdeen have got themselves into a dangerous rut. They're 10 points behind Celtic and Rangers. It's just not a happy place. The crowd yesterday was Commendably high Given it was live on television Given it was a 12.15 kick-off Given the weather was miserable But They were all Or not all But a lot of them were away by half time mm. uh, Aberdeen are in A mediocre place And there's no point Derek has been Good for Aberdeen But there's no point in saying that he's not under any pressure Because he must be now Let's hear from him He says they were awful Against Celtic yesterday He was particularly annoyed At the way they conceded The first goal He says that the supporters And Well he and the supporters Deserve better Thought we were awful After losing the first goal uh, We lacked Personality and determination It almost felt Every time the ball In our box first half It was uh, Ended up in a goal Up until the first goal There was at least a bit of Looks as if we knew what we were doing Try to put a press on we Got out of the pitch it was, We knew Celtic would have that Rotation and find the spare man Through their centre halves And midfield Thought um, I felt for Greg and Zach in there Because as good as they were last week It's when you're up against three international players in there, as good players at Celtic have got in there, it was a bit more difficult for them to kind of get to grips with that midfield. But th- th- that wasn't really the biggest issue for me. The biggest issue was a lack of tackles, lack of contact, lack of determination. The first goal in particular is awful. How Edward can just come off, receive a throw in and almost amble his way through. Amble's probably the wrong word because it's, it's good play for them, but... The lack of challenge and lack of determination to stop that happen was uh, particularly poor for me, and it didn't get much better defensively. It was it was painful, and I can only apologise to supporters because their supporters are deserving of far better than that. 
I think I'm deserving a better than that for my team. Well, that's an interesting one right at the end there. I am deserving of better from the team. Uh, that's a real slap in the face uh, to players like Scott McKenna, like Mikey Devlin, who are now part of the Scotland setup, to Shea Logan, experienced campaigner, uh, to Stuart Cosgrove, not Stuart Cosgrove, Sam Cosgrove. Thanks, Stuart, mate, I've done a better job. Uh, well, on yesterday's form, yes. Uh, so that is an unusual one. Derek McInnes would normally say we're all in this together, but he has taken mm. himself to one side and he's put them under the spotlight. That's interesting. I mean, the players obviously were poor yesterday, Absolutely. Ali, and, and you, you end up repeating yourself on this. We've given Celtic credit. We're trying to look at this from an Aberdeen perspective yeah. now. Um, but what about that that wee line at the end? Oh. I deserve better from from the players. I got my uh, I raised my eyebrows to you, Gordon. I went like, oh, it's not often you hear a manager when you've collectively mm. lost in the manner. He sets the team up. He decided to go man for man. So there'll be players in that dressing room think that that was maybe the wrong approach. So if people start pointing the fingers, I don't think that's a way forward for Aberdeen. I think they should actually look at this as a as a whole and as a management team. Uh, and it was a wee bit of surprise that Derek threw it in. But he may well have been throwing it in to try and get a response against Hamilton this coming Wednesday. When the whistle blew to end that first half, the incredible 45 minutes in which Celtic scored four goals might have been more. When the whistle blew, Derek McInnes sprinted half the length of the pitch, got in the tunnel before anyone could have said anything to him. And I thought, well, he's obviously going in there to give this team what for. But nothing, nothing came from Aberdeen in the second half either. If Celtic's intensity level had been the same as it was in the first half, if their hunger for goals had been as great as it was in the first half, Aberdeen would have got an even bigger going over. So they are in a mediocre place. Uh, Sir Alex will be up this week to open the new training facility. Uh, He will, as I understand it, Give a speech but will not take questions And that might be just as well Because I think if you asked him For his opinion of how the club that he built Is doing now You'd get a combustible answer What about the bigger picture? Because Aberdeen are clearly In a much, much better place Than they were before Derek McInnes took over We were looking at it yesterday There there were three seasons in a row before Derek McInnes took over Where Aberdeen finished ninth You've got to to bear that in mind Okay. Um, However his recent record against Celtic has been very, very poor and lots of fans are not happy with it. There's then, the, then to, to go back to the original argument, Hugh, they aren't going to win the league. They're not, they're not going to finish above this Celtic and this Rangers team. So no. what, is, it, is it all because he, you know, he, he hasn't won, say, one more trophy, two more trophies? How do you assess where he's at overall? Uh, he's won one major trophy uh, as manager of Aberdeen. Uh, he is a very conscientious, hard-working guy He and Tony Doherty uh, And that's why I think he has said I deserve better Because he's thinking I'm putting in more work than they are At the current time But Putting them all together Manager Players It is not good enough They're not in the semi-final of the Betfred Cup Hibs are And they're poor Hearts are And they're poor And Aberdeen didn't even get that far So They've got a big support And that big support at the moment Are being let down Gordon the ceiling for me Where Aberdeen can finish is third place 
They are currently two points off that But I think the bigger picture is When you look at the three Was it three and thirteen I think I looked at earlier on That's not the form that Aberdeen have shown Over these good last couple of years That Derek has managed to get them into second place mm. Prior to last year But when they're losing fives And they're losing fours To Rangers and Celtic It's really difficult for the Aberdeen public To lose in the manner which they're losing And I think that's a difficult thing for them at the moment uh, okay, 01419511025 Wayne is on the line, he's a Hearts fan So we'll go from one manager who's been getting a bit of stick uh, Straight to another, if you don't mind Wayne From a Hearts fan's perspective How are you feeling about things at the moment? How are you doing guys, good evening Hi um, How you doing? Um, I just don't know how the man's on a job I, I don't know what um, is happening from me actually staying the job, I was kind of thinking to myself, you know, the the Aberdeen final when we uh, get through in penalties, nearly quite lucky as well because it was like an injury time equaliser, and then we managed to get through in penalty kicks, and then that weekend we got the the win over um, the old rivals over in Leith. So they, for me, I thought, you know, this is maybe going to be a wee turnaround, a wee step up. The boys will start turning up with uh, each game after that, but. Since then, it's just been powerful. We had a, a, a good result against Rangers. But John, John at home, the likes of Hamilton, um, Ross County, and then John away there at the Livingston there at the weekend, when they were down to 10 men for the majority of the second half, um, and they couldn't even get a goal. Not even mind winning the game, they couldn't even score. Um, I'm, I'm flabbergasted um, how he's still sitting where he's sitting. I don't know if I'm budgets, maybe. Um, Keeping him there because she obviously doesn't know really how to run the club. I okay, she has the money there, but she's not really got somebody that can step in who can do that. But if we put him back upstairs and he's not in the managerial role, then who comes in? Is he still going to dictate from up there? Now we're at the castle, are we going to have another experiment come in and go wrong? I just don't see, I, I can't see an actual route where hearts are going to go, and that's because uh, for a lot of hearts fans, I, I don't see a, an outcome. Soon, um, you obviously have this weekend against Rangers in the semi-final. Wayne, do you have? Do you yeah. think that the semi-final might have a bearing on where Budge goes with this? Because I was talking to some people today, and uh, they were discussing this, and they were saying if the result doesn't go Craig's way, then it may well be that this could be the time to make that change. Um, to be honest, I think it's actually um, bad for the uh, uh, bad for the Hearts fans to be told um, that we. With the results being previous, why should we wait for the semi-final? We were told that we'll see how the Aberdeen result goes. Oh yeah, we've got the result there. Oh, we'll see how we go with the Hibs result. But then there's been three games since then. Yeah. And it's, we've got a good, uh, we've got a good draw. A good draw at home with Rangers. And it's like, well, so I never just sit back again and expect us to see we do get the result on Sunday. And we go into the final. But then, what's he going to sit out of the final in case we win the final and maybe lose the next five, seven games? I, wouldn't, I don't know I, I don't think I'd worry about How you get on against Rangers I think it's fairly obvious What may happen in that game um, On the face of it Looking in at the club You think to yourself Is the working relationship Between Ann Budge And Craig Levine Just too cosy Has he made himself Bomb proof And no manager can enjoy That status of being bomb proof She of course rejects that suggestion If the recent statement's anything to go by Well Hearts league position The inability to sell their tickets For the Rangers game at Hamden In full Tells you there's apathy there And the results are Poor 
unbecoming of a side with the the fan base that they have. Uh, they, like Aberdeen, are going nowhere at the moment. And therefore, Wayne and the other Hearts supporters are entitled to be concerned about that. There are other managers out there who could do a, a, a job for Hearts. But they will not go to the club if they feel that in any way they'll be hindered by a man upstairs who used mm. to be the manager but remains the director of football. Uh, Wayne, I know you had another non-Hearts point to make, so please feel free. Oh, super, thank you. Um, what it was, we were talking earlier, uh, a caller was on regards to James Tavenier. Now, I watched the game yesterday um, and... I'm looking at also English Premier League now. I know it's you know night and day between the Scottish Premier League and English Premier League, but Celtic and Rangers have got like the biggest squads in Scotland. So why can't they rotate? You know Liverpool, bench Jordan Henderson when it's a Premier League game or a European game. I know the cup games will forget about that, but the kind of European fixtures and the Premiership fixtures. Jordan Henderson's the captain of Liverpool and gets benched. You get Virgil Van Dijk being captain. You get James Milner being captain. So yeah. why can't Tavernier? Have a break when because it's at the manager's discretion. Uh, rotation is at your discretion. Yeah, but Wayne, Wayne's just asking, what, why shouldn't they, Dylan? Well, because for me, the answer is very, very simple. Steven Gerrard doesn't think he should drop out of the side, therefore, he won't. No, no, we're looking a bit beyond that. You know, we know it's Steven Gerrard's choice, but Alex, we, we can only talk about it from, from an outside perspective. We, we have no other choice. Wayne is asking if Jordan Henderson can be dropped. Why does the, the the captaincy, if you like, mean that the likes of James Tavernier has to stay in? Yeah, I, I think I think for me the difference is the level of player that they are bringing in. You know, you look at some of the players. It's not all relative though, because I'm sure. Well, in, well, in I, relative I, I, well, terms. I, well, I don't think so. I think when you look at the the quality that Liverpool bring in, I think it's far higher than what Rangers would probably bring in. In the, relative terms, though, because Rangers are then going up against a lower caliber of opposition. I mean, the gulf financially between Celtic and Rangers and the rest of the league yeah, is I, far greater than than what Liverpool would 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 have over some of the opposition they'll play. When, when I look at uh, James Tavernier and I look at poster things in terms of the level of them two, I think it's a massive drop. Whereas when I look at Liverpool, I think they can bring in players that are just as similar, good, or sometimes yeah. even better. You know, you look at the guy, said Kaita that's just come back in, fifty million pound, Gordon. So you 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 signed Jordan for twenty, he's been brilliant for you, but you've got a fifty million pound yeah. player sitting in the bench. So whereas you bring yeah. a, a free mm. and yeah, and I know it's relative, but uh, for me, I guess you're right about for instance Polster, but but there must be times when that. You know, we, we, we could spin that our way as well and say, well, Olivier and Cham sits in the bench and he's four and a half million. Yeah. Why can't he come in and replace Scott Brown sometimes? Well, the thing is, he doesn't, does he? <laughs> That's the thing. No, I'm asking why not. Uh, because there's certain players in, within the club that the manager is a go to. That's the reason why we were talking about earlier on. Scott Brown plays all the games. Yeah. Callum McGregor plays all the games. Tavernier, the majority of games uh, over the course of the time he's been at the club. So there's certain guys. Who you just constantly pick because you can rely on them. They're very consistent, and see because it's so neck and neck at the moment with the with the table in terms of the points. Uh, you look at Neil uh, Lennon. We spoke on Saturday. Says we've looked at this statistically, and we're happy to maybe mm, make one, one change, or two yeah. changes. Uh, we're running very late, but thank you to Wayne, who's a Hearts fan from Motherwell, for his call. It's one four one nine five one one zero two five. Good full time teaser tonight, oh. and I've got great news for you. Oh. You're only looking for five Ooh. answers. Canter. Happy about that. Get the question next. 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. Alex Ray and Hugh Keevens are here. Still plenty of time for you to get your calls in or indeed send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. Let's take a check on Twitter. Actually, we have got one in here, Hugh. Um, mm. On the back of the, the discussion about Derek McInnes, Lynn Greer. Has tweeted in Says the feeling within Don's fans at the moment Is apathy Yesterday was expected Unfortunately Something needs to change You put the team out And give them the tactics Dell We deserve better You're getting paid well Hamilton is a must win Well It's such an awkward one for them You're Bottom of the pile In terms of morale You've just been Given a real going over by Celtic Who have made you look foolish You have been humiliated And embarrassed on the Wednesday night, with the greatest respect, you're going to a ground where the atmosphere will be dead. The Aberdeen travelling support will be small. Well, they usually travel in their numbers, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, but not after Sunday, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Aberdeen support will not be as big as it would have been on a weekend. Uh, and you're going to have to work some to... Against the Hamilton Ackies side Who will fight tooth and nail for everything mm. I think it's a real awkward one For Derek McInnes After the Celtic game I'll bet you'd rather go anywhere than there mm, Okay uh, <laughs> I think sure there are probably a few other places Would be more <laughs> difficult But I get where you're coming from Chris Thornbury has sent in tonight's full time teaser So thank you to Chris If you want to hear your question on the show in the future The address you need is fulltime at Clyde One Com. Um, well, we adapted Chris's question because, quite frankly, you two would never have got the original list. Slander. Anyway, Slander. that's that's all. Uh, that's beside the point. Chris is looking for five players uh-huh. who have scored in the English Premier League before their 18th birthday and have won the English Premier League. So, five players have scored in the English Premier League before their 18th birthday. And have won the English Premier League Rooney. at some point Yes Mike alone Yes And all like that you've got two out of five And we don't even need to hang around any longer We'll leave it there Because you're making good headway Two out of five Three more to go You can play along with us Five players have scored in the English Premier League Before their 18th birthday And have also won it Wayne Rooney is one Mike alone is another The guys are looking for three more Scots and Burmullock What's in your mind tonight Scott? Right guys, um, I was listening. I was listening to um, Derek McInnes or your comments on Derek McInnes. Mm-hmm. Um, on su- on Sunday, I was up at the game, and I couldn't believe that Derek McInnes picked a team with two fullbacks that are not that are not normally midfield players. Two fullbacks in midfield with Craig Bryson, who well, Craig Bryson, for what I can remember, had a very good career doing at Derby, as he did at Kilmarnock, as he did at Clyde. And Craig Bryson sat on the bench. Now, the two fullbacks couldn't keep the ball between them. Never mind anything else. They gave the ball away mm. most of the game. I just can't believe that Derek McInnes thought he could put two fullbacks in centre midfield against arguably the best midfield in Scotland. How did that work? Mm. And then blame the players. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly a, f- it's a fair question, Alex. Yeah. Because, well, first of all, let, let's. Cut him a little bit of slack In the sense that He played them both there yeah. Against Motherwell they done very well They won 3-0 So you can understand Why He kept them in However 
It clearly didn't work yesterday And you identified Particularly the first Celtic goal The one that set oh. the tone With Odds and Edward You felt as if That was a real area Of concern for them Yeah I think that when you Analyse the first goal Gordon It was a throw into Celtic On the right hand side And your left Central one was in the right position but there must Greg have, Lee Yeah there must have been About 25 yards Between the other Viner, Central yeah. So which was away Over the right hand side So he could not impact Edward when he'd done The give and go I thought the way That they set up For that particular Throw in was amateurish and uh, ultimately paid the price and um, you know but going back to the, the caller's point Scott he was saying that you know the guys did well the week before 3-0 good result away from home uh, Motherwell's doing okay but going back to Bryson he's not played since the 14th of uh, September uh, so clearly didn't think he was up to speed Stephen Gleeson hasn't quite had the form that they expected up there you know he's on a decent salary as well so Ferguson was suspended wasn't Ferguson he? still suspended So in terms of options It was probably limited mm. In what he could possibly He may well have put Bryson on And maybe said Give me an hour In hindsight You know But on the back of The week previous I think that he's just all, stuck with All managers have goodwill In the bank And then the goodwill Is gradually withdrawn Now when Scott McKenna Was out injured uh, And Derek McInnes Was beset by other Injury problems he was getting that little bit of slack cut for him But not now I know that Lewis Ferguson has been out suspended However, the whole deal doesn't revolve around Lewis Ferguson And the goodwill that Derek had in the bank it Has just about been withdrawn now And Aberdeen have to come up with good results And lots of them and quickly or else So to, to cut to the, the sort of the chase, Scott Are you trying to... To say you, you believe Derek McInnes should have taken a bit more personal responsibility Rather than that we comment about the players owing him well, well, the two boys have played how many games in midfield? One against Motherwell yeah. And that's, that's his rights to put in against the best team in Scotland The current reigning champions won the last eight titles He thinks that was the right way to set his team up Really? And I mean, I, I can see the Aberdeen fans' faces going out yesterday They were absolutely raging and I heard somebody say, no, there wasn't a lot left. I can assure you where I was standing, there was a stampede to go to the fourth goal. And they've only gone for pies and the juice. That's a certainty. Um, they were absolutely shocking. And the amount of times they gave the ball away um, was ridiculous. But that's what happens when you play two fullbacks in the centre midfield. You can't play players out of position and then blame them. It was, you blame yourself, you pick them. Yeah, it was capitulation. You know, sometimes people go over the top about playing for the badge and the jersey, but there was nothing offered by Aberdeen players yesterday. Nothing. First half, embarrassed. Second half, Celtic just passed them about like a parcel, uh, and they had no response. There's been a failure of recruitment there as well. Uh, I, I'm not a James Wilson fan I've made that abundantly clear He's not the type of guy Who's going to get Aberdeen out of this And he didn't even look terribly chuffed About being brought on yesterday You wouldn't know to be fair <laughs> would you? <laughs> I'll tell you what Hugh I got brought on at 3-0 uh, Whitehall Lane one day And I was absolutely fuming Fuming well, What about professional pride and all that? Come on Yeah, yeah. it was only three minutes to go And I'm like What am I supposed to do this next three minutes? But uh, you know, for Derek McInnes, uh it's not a laughing matter now. That there's no point in saying, "Ah, he's got a great relationship with Stuart Milne, the owner. Everything will be okay." Uh, Stuart Milne has an obligation to supporters, an obligation to uh, people who put money into the club. He has to have a team on the park that continues to draw good crowds to Petodre. Uh And at the moment, 
As Scott on the line has said There's an outbreak of apathy Scott and Bermulloch Thank you very much for your thoughts It's 01419511025 in the phones ah, Let's go straight on to another one Shall we? Robert is in Guruk Hi Robert Hi, hello, good evening Hello Robert uh, I think I've been too honest after all. I just got the call two seconds ago I wasn't expecting it But anyway You, you, um, you, you must have phoned in first though Robert That's how it works You phone in, we phone you back <laughs> That's right And I also pointed out that I phoned in on Saturday With the same complaint And I didn't make the cut But anyway, I'm on now and I'm delighted <laughs> to be so um, The point I phoned up on Saturday and tonight about was um, some of the comments made to callers on in, in Saturday that the young boy on saying that he didn't think that the team that had did the time wasting should benefit from from the, the time added on because of their own wasting. And he who I've got a great respect for said I that Rangers can score in that time as well. They certainly can, but all Rangers can do is get a an extra goal onto their goal difference. Uh, they can lose points, and that was the point the boy was trying to make, that the, the team that had wasted all the time get time to try and pull their score back. But, but Robert, I can't believe we're having this discussion again. If Motherwell wasted time early on, they don't know that they're going to then fall Behind in the game What if what if Philippe Hillander Hadn't equalised uh, Hadn't put Rangers ahead On was it 80 minutes Yes And imagine you then get to, to 90 minutes Rangers then have the extra 5 minutes As well To go and find the winner Exactly That's not a, That's not the point The point is that Having Having wasted the time And Rangers having Breached them They They then get the benefit And you said at that time As long as they're Wasting time within the laws of the game Well you can't waste time Within the laws of the game Well you can Because it gets added on And that that's what happened Robert So so what happens then Once Rangers Once Philippe Pallander scores You think the referee Should cancel the additional time then What I think Is that you should let me finish What I want to say Absolutely on You go. said You made that point Now The laws of the game State that the goalkeepers Get six seconds To release the ball Once he has it Under his control Now the earliest that goalkeeper released the ball was 12 seconds at the weekend. Now, the punishment for that is an indirect free kick where he's standing when the six seconds run out. That, so that's within the laws of the game. Robert, you he's know that there. never happens. I know it never happens, but that doesn't mean to say it shouldn't happen. Uh, I, I saw a goalkeeper hold the ball for 33 seconds last season at Ibrox. And no punishment. The um, rules are there, and they're and they're being ignored. Robert, I said yesterday that I felt that Andrew Dallas should have dealt with us so much uh, sooner, uh, and by actually going and confronting someone, or maybe administering mm. a card, it then it then speeds things That's up. That's absolutely bit. fine, but those are two separate issues. No, this, no, this, no, this this notion that that Motherwell can then benefit from it later on, I I, I genuinely caller, can't get my head around. Maybe that's my fault. The caller that uh, Robert is referring to. Uh, said that Rangers were being uh, penalised, uh, but they're not. I mean, the, when the, the the time is added on, uh, the opportunity is there for Rangers to score, or Motherwell to score, or no one to score. But we're we're making some convoluted case here about referees 
um, failing to crack down on teams If teams go to Celtic Park or to Ibrox And time waste First of all it's commonplace They don't have the players that Celtic and Rangers have And they are trying By any means possible To restrict the damage that is done to them So time wasting comes into that Alex right If it's excessive The referee can say Right I'll tell you what Yellow card for you Yellow card for you And you run the risk of being sent off If you commit a foul That needs another yellow card But To use the word penalised No one is being penalised The time is there For you to score Them to score Or no one to score Robert Gurok, Thank you very much for your call How are you to getting on with the teaser? Five players have scored in the English Premier League Before their 18th birthday And they've also won the English Premier League You've got Wayne Rooney <laughs> And Michael Owen so far I'll take one guess each Ryan Giggs? Nope And Elka? No well, That's one each Scholes? I'll take another guess each Paul Scholes? No uh, Beckham? <laughs> no I'll give you some thinking time You've got three to get We'll try and get them next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors The compensation you deserve When you've been sidelined Talk to Thompson's.com Alex Ray and Hugh Keevens are into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard But what that means is they're running out of time to come up with the answers to tonight's teaser A big thank you once again to Chris Thornbury for sending the question in And if you want to hear your question in the show in the future The address you need is fulltime at clyde1.com So tonight Chris is looking for five players who've scored in the English Premier League Before their 18th birthday And they've also gone on to win the English Premier League You've got Wayne Rooney who was 16 years, 351 days, if you're... Pedantic. Yeah, if you're keeping count. Uh, Michael Owen was 17 years, 144 days. So you've got three to get. Lee Sharp. No. Fabregas. Sisk. Fabregas. Yes. <sighs> he was seven, player, 17 years and 114 days. Robbie Fowler. Are you speaking from experience here? I played against when I was 16, Hugh. And, and yeah. I know we're going to go into Fowler in a minute. I could not lay a glove on him yeah. Me Paul Lynch were looking at this young boy you know, No facial hair or anything <laughs> Lovely but an opportunity Couldn't he get near him <laughs> um, Robbie Fowler? To, no oh. Mark McNally's thrown a few in uh, One of them's right Colin Moffat is wrong But it's a, a good wrong answer If there's such a thing Scott Brazil Has got Four of them And the one that he's produced as his fifth Is an outstanding shout But I checked his Wikipedia page and he's not gone down as a, a Premier League winner Could it by any stretch of the imagination be James Wilson when he was at Manchester? No, no. Alan Smith? No I think uh, he scored when he was 18 Cole? Nope um, I'll tell you the one that Scott's got because it's an unbelievable shout Do you remember? Federico Makeda Oh yeah Makeda, And he scored yeah. the double for Man United yeah. And I do remember it so I thought I'll check it If you type in Federico Makeda He doesn't on his Wikipedia page doesn't say that he won the English Premier League So maybe he didn't play enough games sure. For a medal He probably got given one didn't he The old special um, Special award at the end of the season He's not on the list That's all you need to know So we've got three mm. Yeah two to get mm. So you, you, it's some Hugh what it is Is it someone who scored for a smaller club And then went on to win the Premier League With someone else Is that correct? <laughs> kind of yes but, but, but to be fair not really Because the, the one of the guys Is two big clubs Oh right okay I might help you out actually Two big clubs Oh you've just sucked me in there And I've given no. you a, a clue Did <laughs> they help me um, So Man United okay. and Chelsea 
Let's hear from another of the managers from the weekend Before we speak to Ian on the line Here's Jim Goodwin A narrow defeat for St Mirren on Saturday against Kilmarnock I think a draw would have been fair You know, I don't think You know, when I looked at the two teams on paper prior to the game I didn't think there was a great deal in it Both teams, good experience good Some good young energy as well And I always felt that one goal was going to decide it And uh, obviously you hope it's it's going to go our way I would have took a nil-nil back down the road You know, for our first point uh, on the road this season But, you know, I'm... I'm gutted for the players because, you know, they put a hell of a lot into it. But I just said to them down there, you know, we can't keep talking about hard luck stories. You know, Easter Road, first game of the season, we lose one four minutes to go in the game. Up to Ross County, we're one each. We should take a point back down the road, we lose in the 92nd minute. And then there today, there's nothing between the teams. Uh, it's a simple set play, we should defend it better. And unfortunately, it goes against us. Got a similar story brewing every week for St Mirren Huber. They're oh. not winning many games. But, but they're always in them They're always there or thereabouts They're not getting beaten heavily There becomes a point though Where you, know, you have to Forget about that stuff and, and look at the points Colin They've scored five goals In ten league games Five mm. goals Therefore one nothing might be enough To beat you uh, Therefore uh, You're unlikely To go to Celtic Park On Wednesday Brimful of confidence mm. uh, I I Suspect that Neil Lennon might go tinkering with the side on Wednesday, uh, but a league still has to be won, and every step of the way is important. And he's already had an Easter Road and a Livingston at home to St Mirren. He has to illustrate the gulf between the pair of them. From a St Mirren perspective, yeah. though, Alex, they, they did have a couple of chances. They did do, uh, yeah. Andrew in particular had a decent sight at goal. Yeah, they had a couple of opportunities in the highlights, Gordon. I think uh, it'd be disappointed. Uh, I think they look to be struggling to score goals, the lowest within the division, fourth best uh, defensive record. So, you know, he's got that right. Um, but if you're not scoring goals, it then becomes an issue. Um, you know, I think there's a one point off bottom uh, of the table as well. So, you know, it's, at least I think it's going to be a long season mm. for St. Mirren. Ian's in Aberdeen. What's your point tonight, Ian? Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Hi, Ian. Hi. Uh, before I say anything, I'd just like to say I know the panel on that, on that show is not the Parkhead ticket office. I'm from Aberdeen myself. And I'm absolutely secret every time we play Aberdeen for the last four or five years to keep on cutting back and cutting back our allocation. I mean, I would understand Aberdeen FC doing this if they can sell out the ground, but they can't. I mean, at the start of the game, there's at least 8,000 empty uh, Aberdeen seats. And if they give Celtic 8,000 Tickets, so they've sold them, no problem. I mean, right for a few years back, they must have seen it as an advantage of cutting the, the amount of Celtic fans going into the stadium, thinking it's going to help them uh, beat us. But every time they've cut allocation from a few years back, every time we've played Aberdeen, we've beat them. I, I just think it's a load of nonsense. Ian, I think Hugh Keevens is about to agree with you. Yeah, I am. Uh, mm. I, I think there's a, an obligation to let people into the ground if they want to watch a football match. Uh, I don't think that you deliberately say Do you know what? I'd rather look at 5,000 empty seats Than let any more Celtic or Rangers supporters in here It's not a viable argument anymore for me uh, They can get more seats There would not be a segregation problem Because for years and years and years And Alec Ray would have been there yeah. There were uh, two or three times the number of Celtic fans Where do you draw the line then? Uh, I think Find a way Gordon. Where do you draw the line? Find a way so I'll just use Fir Park Because it's the stadium I know best As an example So Motherwell For a game against Celtic Rangers Would probably attract 
Call it 4,000 right Let's just say it's 4,000 The stadium holds 13,000 So you think it's a good idea For Motherwell to allow 9,000 Celtic or Rangers fans To come and fill the rest of the seats Because they would And they would make the money off it What does that say to your own customers That you need to buy season tickets And need to come back every week Not just the twice a season But they don't And they won't Because people so you so you would do that you would you would have a nine thousand away support and a and a four thousand home support. I know from speaking to Alan Burrows that uh, no matter the job that Mother will do and it's a a very very good job, um, they they still need money. So you, you would do that. You think that would look okay for a home a home game? Well, so see see uh, to, to put it on the other side uh, the, of the argument when you maybe Hamilton and you look at uh, Livingston's and so forth mm-hmm. and Johnston. They are far outnumbered by yep. the old firm. Financially, is they're running a business, and for me, house it now it may may not be. Uh, I think there were five thousand spare seats at Aberdeen. It may well be that there's only three and a half thousand behind a goal, for instance. No, that's why I was asking where you yeah. draw the line. Yeah, well, obviously, listen, you try and do it, but see if you're running a business. For me, aesthetically, when you're trying mm-hmm. to sell it, it looks so much better. The atmosphere's better. The generate because. Well, what would it have been yesterday? Maybe fifty-fifty mm. if 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 they had but, but segregated. Can we assume that these guys who are running the business have thought about how to run the business and have realised that they also need they have an obligation to their own fans to try and try and strike a balance that keeps as many people happy as possible? But yeah, but see, the thing is, if there's fifteen thousand in terms of the balance yesterday, there was thirteen hundred Celtic fans. So there's effectively what fourteen thousand, yeah. give or take. So I don't think another 3,000 behind a goal Makes much difference Yeah, it? But it's not just that Gordon If you think of 3,000 at 27 quid a ticket You're looking at what? 75 grand? I'm just trying to look at both sides I don't personally yeah. Yeah, mind but, how many uh, fans Aberdeen but, let in just... But you know that All I'm saying is that There's, there's room for Maneuver. More Celtic and Rangers fans Inside that ground mm. Than they currently allow And they can do it With no segregation problems it's certainly a good question Ian You've got everyone talking But it's that time of the night Where we need to turn our attentions uh, To the end of the show So thank you for the call That was Ian A Celtic fan But from Aberdeen Two more answers on the teaser Some good guesses coming in on Twitter um, Stephen has got One of them I can tell you Francis Jeffers is wrong So I'll give you a bit of a help here uh, Stuart Livingston's got He's got them both actually Gary Scott's gone Phil Foden That's wrong mm. Colin Johnson Jack Rodwell Francis Jeffers Both wrong Anything else? Yeah, no, I'm struggling now. Right, who who's who who won it recently? Leicester. More recently, uh, uh, Man City. Yes. So we're looking at a Man City player here, a youngster. Oh, Raheem Sterling. Yes. Oh, brilliant. Well done. Great show. Welcome here. <laughs> now, what about someone who's gone the the opposite way from Raheem Sterling? Right, Milner. Yes, yes. We got there in the end Brilliant Did Thank we you Well done Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans Thanks for all your calls and tweets It was a busy show as always So apologies If you didn't get through But the good news is We're back tomorrow Six o'clock in the company of Roger Hanna And Gordon DL To do it all again In the meantime Just stay right there Callum Gallagher is up next Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com.